<clears throat> so welcome everybody to an 11 p.m nightcap if you were uh what well if you're watching this live or you're watching the twitch vod you would have noticed some very different music there at the opening of things and uh as krista had said everybody run it's godzilla Today is Godzilla Day. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, it is Godzilla Day today. And I have always loved Godzilla ever since I was a little boy. And I still think he's awesome. Um, <clears throat> they've had some different interpretations of him over the years. Um, and... In some in some of the movies, better and some of them worse. Um, I realized that I had not in the Godzilla that is in the background. There uh, is the interpretation from the last Japanese-made Godzilla movie, Shin Godzilla, which, in terms of title, is meant to sort of be evolution or sort of like new god of godzilla because they kind of did their own reboot uh we'll go into a little bit of the history of those movies a little bit later on but they've kind of rebooted his sort of storyline a couple of times um as the movies have gone from different studios and sort of to different eras whether that was special effects or whatever and i know a lot of people remember the silly Godzilla movies and I call them the silly Godzilla movies because in that period of sort of the I'll say late 70s to maybe mid 80s uh they were a little bit comical uh the fact that the Godzilla really kind of just was like a guy in a rubber suit flopping around and some of the storylines and the monsters and stuff that he fought were like really goofy but a few of the last ones and a few of the ones that were made in the latter part of the 2000s, um, there are some vicious ones. Uh, there's one where he's basically like an undead kind of monster. And he just absolutely disintegrates and fucking kill. Like, I fucking hate Mothra. I fucking hate Mothra. Just destroys Mothra. Like, there's blood in it. Um He's definitely not the happy anti-hero. He is a monster in that movie, much like he is in this recent movie, Shin Godzilla. Um, and I'm going to comment a little bit for myself personally on uh, sort of a thing that I know Wild Bill has brought up before about why do people watch horror movies? They're terrible. They're awful. And... Um, I'm going to start getting into why I kind of still like these films. Um, so, Black Cat says he's awesome. I've never seen the new ones. Maybe I'd like them. One of the best ones is Godzilla uh, All Out Attack. Uh, that was one of the, I'll say mid to late 2000s. The special effects are good. Godzilla just looks badass in it. Uh, there's nothing silly or goofy about it at all. You know, like they had like the baby Godzilla one and some of those, and they were they were kind of they were kind of goofy. 
Um, which, you know, I guess in that regard, kind of okay for kids because they really weren't scary in that regard. Um, but this latest, uh, Shin Godzilla, even though there's a little bit of a period of time to me where it kind of drags pacing wise, about halfway, three quarters of the way through Godzilla looks awesome. The effects are awesome. And again, as you can sort of see in the image in the background, I mean, they made them look terrifying. Uh, you know, definitely not the corny guy in a rubber suit anymore. So we'll talk a little bit <clears throat> more about that. Uh, again, the music that played at the beginning let off with what is what is the onomatopoeia scree-onk, which is the shout that Godzilla makes. Um, this sound. Uh, so if you read some of the Godzilla comics and whatever else, they usually write that, um, as I typed, well, I don't think I typed it. Yeah, I did type it in chat. Uh, it's like scree onk. Um, but yeah, we'll get into a little bit of some, but that was six, 66 years ago. The first Godzilla movie, 66 years old. So he's been around for a long time. Um, and they announced, if I believe today, that there is going to be another Godzilla that will come out next year. And uh, it is going to be, in that regard, uh, I think a continuation sort of of the Shin Godzilla kind of timeline thing. It's being done by this, I think, the, some of the same studios and some of the people that did the original movies. Um, Black Hat says, he takes out my frustration against society well it's interesting you mention that because yes a b i totally agree c there is a sort of melancholy reflection and sadness uh to me in the movies which is intentional so we'll get a little bit uh to that maybe a little bit more closer to the halfway mark i know that's maybe not a topic that's like super interesting to everybody so uh, let's go through and go back to our hellos. So hello, Black Cat. I hope you're doing well. Krista, stop in with some happy frogs. It's funny that you stopped in with some happy frogs. Uh, in the big hearts, Krista, how are you doing? How's things in Florida? Um, and you know, also, interestingly enough, I find it I find it pretty cool almost how recognizable Godzilla is as a monster. Somebody likes a lot of horror movies, and you know, some of them aren't recognizable as much. But I feel like most people, when they see the giant towering lizard with his spines on the back and everything, they're like, "It's fucking Godzilla!" And of course, it is one of Blue Oyster Cult's best songs. So it's way better than fucking Fear the Reaper or whatever. I fucking can't stand that song anymore. I would play that, but I would probably get a copyright sting i'm wondering if i'm gonna get a copyright sting even for just playing the um theme theme as it is but anyway <clears throat> chris says things are well hope things are good for you as well i felt just kind of i don't know beat up and tired ish today um 
I don't know, that could be achiness and everything else just from getting into the running that I talked about yesterday. But it was also quite cold here in Arizona. It was colder here in Arizona than it was back in Michigan today. It's very gloomy. It's very rainy. It's very humid. There's some uh, really nasty thunderstorms that kind of rolled through. Uh, so kind of a, a melancholy, depressing-ish kind of day. So I'm feeling a little creaky. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to bed, if I'm 100% honest. <laughs> um, Black Hat was really tired yesterday, last night. Some car alarm kept going off, but still slept pretty good. I fucking like car alarms. I'm like... They didn't have the time to people to, to, to do anything. I mean, maybe for the owner, but can you tell your car alarm from somebody else's car alarm? And I feel like most of the time, if somebody was driving away with one, I would assume they didn't know how to turn it off or it was broken or whatever. I feel like you'd be better off just keeping the GPS thing in there and just having a thing where you go, hey, if you move the car and like the alarm is on, it like sends a text message to your phone. Hey, somebody's stealing your fucking car or like somebody's in your car. And then like, you can either choose to go out and confront the person or you can just call the police. I feel like that would be far more effective. So I still wonder about the efficacy of the classic. Meep, meep, meep. I mean, they, they, they stripped. I don't think we ever talked. I don't know if I ever talked about this. They broke into my truck and like stripped it in my fucking driveway because they knew how to, they knew how to disable the alarms. It didn't even fucking work. It's snowing in Colorado by Black Cat, and it is a chilly 71 degrees uh, by Krista in Florida. That's not chilly. That's not chilly. Get out of here. It is when you get used to it, though, right? 54 degrees here in Phoenix. Um, down to 44 degrees tonight, so it's pretty cold. Uh, cold and humid. 50 degrees humidity. So this is like weather that I just do not like at all. Mm. But it's supposed to be warmer tomorrow. And I don't think uh, wet. I think it's going to dry out. But the temperatures remain pretty cool uh, for the rest of the sort of week, week, whatever, kind of coming up, which, you know, is what it is. Thermite stopping in with an hello. Thermite, how are you doing? Thermite, are you a Godzilla fan? Because we're going to talk a little bit about some Godzilla later on. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's cold and rainy and I feel achy and sore and whatever. Um, yeah, it's pretty cold. 54 degrees. People, I saw people walk around with jackets bundled up and everything. I was walking around in a t-shirt and jeans. And uh, I went out and got a delicious enchilada dinner. And the guy at the restaurant goes, so where are you from? <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're clearly not from here because everybody around here is like freezing to death. And you're wearing, you know, t-shirt and jeans or shorts. Like, um, Thermite is doing a live and okay, but is not a huge fan of Godzilla. Well, that's okay. Um, I think even if you aren't necessarily a fan uh, of the monster or the movies, uh, there's some 
potentially interesting information and the background of it that maybe you wouldn't know about. So yeah, we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Um, Black Hat says, that's, that's beefy for me. It would be if it was dry. If it was dry in 50 to 60, it'd be okay. But the 50% humidity, it's just, it's making me achy. Like I can just feel it. Um, that coldish, damp, and wet is just not uh, not not my favorite. So I feel like I can feel it in my hands, wrists, like I've been having some arm pain and whatever today. But uh, anyway, it's the weather. It'll change. Um, do the black cat voice. I have to have something to say, though. Is it time to see Listen, this Caroline keep getting this thing. Fuck yourself, this stupid Caroline. Me and Karen, Karen's probably a piece of shit. Your Karen's a piece of crap. I don't give a shit. Me and Karen's. Fucking Pepe. Stupid minivan. That sounds like perfect weather for something like a ruck march. God, I don't miss those. It was good uh, for some of the running races, I will say, in Michigan. You know, 50, 60 degrees and, uh, you know, maybe maybe slightly-ish humid because uh, once you get warmed up, you're not overheating. Uh, it was actually perfect for some of those. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to hear it. Then we can... You know, we can do the, the King Dinosaur voice, too, if you want. Like, it's, it sounds crazy. But, like, you know, we get several people here who have their own voice. <laughs> but I did um, go out today, even though uh, it was kind of whatever feeling. Um, but I had to go out and have a cigar, so I had a, a nice, delicious cigar and got a free cigar from a reseller so that made me very happy um just because they were forced to make them shorter i don't know i personally prefer the hot dry days yeah i mean hey your minds may vary but uh i you know i overheat and sweat a lot so when it was cooler um it was easier however i will say that i would take hot and dry over damp like high humidity uh and and warmer for sure. Humidity really just, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. can feel it. And I feel like it's making my eyes itchy and everything else. And before you're like, I took a fucking shower, okay? Like, I don't, I'm not going to sit around in my smelly smoke clothes. It's in the laundry. Did some laundry. Went through a shower. So, no. And I also found uh, the deal of a deal. As I've mentioned before, <coughs> this isn't a thing that I'm necessarily proud of, but uh, <coughs> but I uh, do do use the nicotine pouches a fair amount. And 7-Eleven has had a deal where they've had like buy one, get one free, whatever for a while. But they were like out of the ones that I usually like to get. But when I went to the cigar lounge today, I was like, oh, there's a 7-Eleven over here. 
And I stopped in at that place and they had like three of them for five bucks. So I was like, Hey, how many of them do you have? So I bought their whole, bought their whole fucking stock. Cause it was cheap. And I was like, yeah, why not? It's a great price. So it's just, you get lucky, you know? Hello, Maya. How are you doing? Who loves you, baby? You're beautiful. Thermite, playing any good games or still just the uh, old school RuneScape? But the rest of the day, yeah, it was kind of, uh, you know, as I kind of did some work during the day, had uh, several of the Godzilla movies on in the background. And um, kind of company. So yeah, I watched... Uh, kind of watched a bunch of those got some work playing and bullshit done um i did not i didn't want to uh be a pest to the motorcycle place but i'm gonna call them tomorrow and just check up follow up on that but otherwise it was just kind of a thursday that just felt kind of blah i think it was just again a combination of gray cold weather <clears throat> everything else seems boring ass to mouth I mean, at the moment. It's the end of November, this is new shit. Well, what is the new shit that you're interested in? I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people, like, apparently love that old school RuneScape game, but that, uh, I don't think I could play. I think I would get bored. But, um, what is some new stuff that you're interested in playing? That price for cigars, I would start smoking. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I bought these, those voodoo San Andreas sticks. I, I got them. They they come. They're basically like two dollars and sixty cents a piece, um, which is a complete steal. And again, these pouches, uh, getting them at a bargain, way cheaper than cigarettes. Thermite is interested in Warhammer Forty K Dark Tide. What kind of game is that? Um. I mean, I know what Warhammer is, but the game itself is that a video game, strategy game, first-person shooter, uh, role-playing game, what kind of game is that? <sighs> My house smells good right now because I had because I had laundry. It smells like that fresh laundry-like dryer scent. Actually, I think that's probably why I'm coughing. It's from the fuzz dust or whatever you want to fucking call it lint i don't know why i couldn't think of that word lint the word we were looking for is lint <clears throat> it's a first person shooter similar to something like back for blood and that type of games all right that's legit that sounds pretty cool sounds fun fuzz dust that sounds also like the name of a Seattle uh, alternative music band. We have, an, we have yet another band name for King Dinosaur when he gets back uh, from Mexico. <clears throat> He's got a lot of bands he needs to start. That guy better get on it. That's all I'm saying. He's really, really dragging, dragging his ass on it. And again, in case you didn't hear the news from yesterday... This upcoming Tuesday, it would be the 8th, 
there's not going to be a stream. And the reason why there is not going to be a stream is because I have to stay up late and work. So there will be no stream this upcoming Tuesday. Hopefully we can get uh, somebody like Dash to cover the spread in the meantime. Um, also, for those of you who are here in a non-daylight savings time respective area, like say Arizona or some possible foreign countries, this Sunday in the United States, the clocks roll back. So I'm going to accommodate that time change. The streams will instead start at 9 p.m. instead of 8 p.m. So they're going to be 9 p.m. Uh, for an hour. So that way then they basically will be what used to continue, at least for me, to be the 11, uh, 11 p.m. streams. More than likely, that is not going to change back. So it is going to change and then yes it will be <clears throat> so it'll be it'll be 11 p.m eastern until your clocks change again and then it's going to be midnight reverend master stopping by and says yo shin godzilla yes yes godzilla honoring some godzilla today give a screonk So anyway, yes, we will, uh, we'll make sure to keep everybody in the loop on that. But, um, yes, when the daylight savings time, uh, switches, it's going to be, you know, yeah. I'm entering the hip and thinking, man, you're confusing me. And you panic, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to sit here and listen to shit. And now and I'm all fucking confused. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Um, yes, this is the Godzilla that just destroys to just destroy. Or does he? Or does he? Theory being that he was hungry. He just wanted, he was just trying to get to a source of food. Why the fuck am I even wondering? Just gonna check Twitch an hour earlier as I don't sleep night, early mornings anyway. <laughs> I mean, if you never sleep, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Mm. Willie Lazy Beans the city is nothing to eat after that. But true. But that's because they damaged his cooling by dropping those bunker buster bombs on his back. And then he fucking goes apeshit. I think he was trying to get to the nuclear power plant. Thank God he couldn't. Um, so anyway, let's, I tell you what podcast folks, let's take a break, uh, because I want to get into, I want to get into talking about this a little bit. So took a break. We'll be right back. No one likes cold fod fod. I mean, I kind of do sometimes like, I don't want to eat hot watermelon or like hot cantaloupe. You're like, you're like, you bite it like a hot banana. I mean, some foods I feel like are kind of superior cold. Maybe not necessarily like chicken. Although some people apparently love cold chicken. I never got that because I think cold chicken is gross. 
uh, <clears throat> or like cold pizza. <laughs> I can't stand pizza cold unless it's just cheese because pepperonis burn my stomach cold. Oh, so you like cold chicken? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> cold. I find that interesting. Pepperonis burn your stomach cold. So can you not just eat? What about salami? Does that bother your stomach? Or does it have to be cooked? Hmm. Maybe cut chicken too. In Ryan's counts. The same? Interesting. I wonder what it is about cooking it that... Ooh, tur well, turkey is good cold. I mean, because, yeah, turkey sandwich. Like, having a having a nice turkey sandwich with, like, a crisp piece of lettuce. Mmm. Like, that's pretty good. But if you had, like, Thanksgiving turkey, and then it's like, hey, here's this container of turkey that's cold. Yucky. Uh, maybe it's just the spices that are harder to digest. Yeah, I don't know. It's fat. That's fat. Kind of fascinating. Hmm. We don't eat much of turkey, so I'm not sure on that. Says Thermite. Also known is the sleepy meat. All right, so uh, after talking about a little bit of food, let's talk about this uh, briefly. I think uh, everybody here can sort of read this, but uh, November 3rd is Godzilla Day. Believe it or not, it was 60, has been 66 years since Toho Studios released Honda Ishiro's Gojira in Japan on November 3rd, 1954. It was the first kaiju or strange beast film introducing a new subgenre under tokusatsu special filming entertainment. Kaiju films deal with giant monsters, while tokusatsu refers to Japanese live action movies or TV that make heavy use of special effects, such as mecha, giant robots, and superhero shows. But the first Godzilla film is not only a classic, but also gave birth to an international pop culture icon and the longest continuously running film franchise is officially recognized by Guinness. So I, the rest of this guy's article, he's got like some opinionated, whatever stuff. I'm not going to go into too much more of that, but let's get in and read a little bit of this information here from ye oldie Wikipedia. -ish. So I'm going to, squish that down a little bit so I can make this larger so that you can read it if you are reading along. It didn't really help so much, did it? I should probably do this move. That's better. That's better. That's bigger text. Right? Right. Squish that over like such and move this up a little more. So, Godzilla is a fictional monster, uh, blah, blah, blah. 32 films produced by Toho, four American films, and video games, novels, comic books, and television shows. 
Um, it was he's been dubbed the King of the Monsters. A phrase first used in Godzilla: King of the Monsters in 1956, an Americanized version of the original film. Godzilla is an enormous, destructive, prehistoric sea monster, awakened and empowered by nuclear radiation. With the nuclear bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the Lucky Dragon 5 incident still fresh in the Japanese consciousness, Godzilla was conceived as a metaphor for nuclear weapons. Others have suggested that Godzilla... Pardon me, is a metaphor for the United States, a giant beast woken from its slumber, which then takes terrible vengeance on Japan. As the film series expanded, some stories took on less serious undertones, portraying Godzilla as an anti-hero or a lesser threat who defends humanity. Later films addressed themes including Japan's forgetfulness over its imperial past, natural disasters, and the human condition. Godzilla has featured alongside alongside many supporting characters. It has faced human opponents, such as the JSDF, other monsters, including King Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla, and Gigan. Godzilla sometimes has allies, such as Rodan, Mothra, and Angurus, and offspring, such as Manila and Godzilla Jr. Godzilla has also fought characters from other franchises and crossover media, such as the RKO Pictures Universal Studios movie monster King Kong, as well as various Marvel Comics characters, including S.H.I.E.L.D., the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers. So they've had several different eras of Godzilla. It first came out the Showa era, then the Hanna-Barbera era, uh, Hasai era, Millennium, uh, Raiwa, Tri-Stars, and Legendary Pictures. So there's been um, a whole lot of different sort of uh, incarnations of the character itself. But also, if you didn't know, Gojira is a portmanteau of the Japanese words gorilla and whale, owing to the fact that in one planning stage, Godzilla was described as a cross between a gorilla and a whale due to its size, power, and aquatic origin. According to an episode of the Japanese television documentary series, Project X, Special effects director uh, I.G. Suburaya met Toho con, uh, contract actor Shiro Akamura in the Toho Studios cafeteria and nicknamed him Gojira, combining the Japanese words, since he thought Akamura looked like a gorilla and whale, since uh, Amakura told Suburaya that whale meat was his favorite food. Uh, a BBC documentary. The widow of the 1954 film's director dismissed that story as a tall tale, believing uh, that they gave considerable thought to the name of the monster, stating the backstage boys of Toho love to joke around with tall stories, but I don't believe that one. So, uh, and Godzilla raids again. Godzilla's name was changed to Gigantus, who wanted to create a character distinct from Godzilla. Which, like, that's really annoying to me. No, you didn't... That's not your character. You don't get to just change name and, like, make a different thing. Fucking fuckface. Get the fuck out of here, Paul. Nobody nobody asked you, Paul. Within the context of the Japanese films, his exact origins vary, but is generally depicted as an enormous, violent, prehistoric sea monster awakened and empowered by nuclear radiation. Although the specific details have varied over the years, the overall impression has remained consistent, inspired by the fictional Ritasaurus created by animator Ray Harryhausen, 
for the film The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Godzilla's character design was conceived as that an amphibious reptilian monster based uh, around the loose concept of a dinosaur with an erect standing posture, scaly skin, an anthropomorphic torso with muscular arms, lobed bony plates, and a furrowed brow. Uh, art director Akira Watanabe combined attributes of a Tyrannosaurus, an Iguanodon, a Stegosaurus, and an Alligator to form a sort of blend, blended chimera inspired by illustrations from an issue of Life magazine. To emphasize the monster's relationship with the atomic bomb, its skin texture was inspired by the keloid scars seen in the survivors of Hiroshima. The basic design has a reptilian visage, a robust build, an upright posture, a long tail, and three rows of serrated plates along its back. In the original film, the plates were added for purely aesthetic purposes in order to further differentiate Godzilla from any other living or extinct creature. Godzilla is sometimes depicted as green in the comics, cartoons, and movie posters, but the costumes used in the movies were usually painted charcoal gray with a bone-white dorsal plates up until the film Godzilla, Godzilla 2000 Millennium. Um, Black Hat loved the Gigantor cartoon. I don't. Is that the same though? I don't think no, because this is this is a this is from. Uh, this is just from this other movie. I think that's a, a different thing. Yeah. Now you love for a the shadow since he's way better than Batman as a detective and such. I'm afraid the shadow says. Oh, the the shadow, the um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> I actually liked that movie. I thought the movie they did of that was cool, and I don't know why they didn't make more of them. I would love to see that than. I'd love to see more of those than more fucking regular stupid DC whatever shit. In the original Japanese films, Godzilla and all the other monsters are referred to with gender neutral pronouns equivalent to it, while in the English dubbed versions, Godzilla is explicitly described as a male. In his book, he suggested that the monster is probably male. In the 1998 film, the monster is referred to as male and depicted laying eggs through parthenogenesis. In the legendary Godzilla films, Godzilla is also referred to as a male. His allegiance and motivations have changed from film to film to suit the needs of the story. Although Godzilla does not like humans, it will fight alongside humanity against common threats. However, it makes no special effort to protect human life or property and will turn against its human allies on a whim. It is not motivated to attack by predatory instinct, does not eat people, and instead sustains itself on nuclear radiation and an omnivorous diet. When inquired if Godzilla was good or bad, producer Shogo Tomiyama likened it to a Shinto god of destruction, which lacks moral agency and cannot be held to human standards of good and evil. He totally destroys everything, and then there's a rebirth. Something new and fresh can begin. Uh, Godzilla's signature weapon is its atomic heat beam, also known as atomic breath, nuclear energy that it generates inside of its body and uses electromagnetic force to concentrate it into a laser-like high-velocity projectile and unleashes it from its jaws in the form of a blue or red radioactive beam. 
Toho's special effects department has used various techniques to render the beam, from physical gas-powered flames to hand-drawn or computer-generated fire. Uh, Godzilla is shown to possess immense physical strength and muscularity. Haruo Nakajima, the actor who played Godzilla in the original films, was a black belt in judo and used his expertise to choreograph the battle sequences. Uh, Godzilla is amphibious. It has a preference for traversing Earth's hydrosphere when in hibernation or migration and can breathe underwater and is described in the original film uh, as a transitional form between a marine and terrestrial reptile. Uh, Godzilla is also shown to have great vitality. It is immune to conventional weaponry thanks to its rugged hide and ability to regenerate and as a result of surviving a nuclear explosion, it cannot be destroyed by anything less powerful. One incarnation possesses an electromagnetic pulse-producing organ in its body, which generates an asymmetrical, permeable shield, making it pervious to all damage except for a short period when the organ recycles. Various films, non-canonical television shows, comics, and games have depicted him with additional powers such as an atomic pulse, magnetism, precognition, fireballs, convert electromagnetic energy into intensive body heat, converting shed blood into temporary tentacle limbs, an electric bite, superhuman speed, laser beams emitted from its eyes, and even flight. That's fucking ridiculous. Fuck, come on. Look, I love Godzilla, but that's too many powers. Now you're giving it too many powers. Godzilla has a distinct disyllabic roar transcribed in several comics as Screonk, which was created by composer Ikira Ifakube, who produced the sound by rubbing a pine tar resin-coated glove along the string of a contrabass and then slowing down the playback. In the American version of Godzilla Raids Again, Godzilla's roar is mostly substituted with that of the monster Angurus. From Return of Godzilla to Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, he was given a deeper and more threatening-sounding roar than in previous films, Although this change was reverted from Godzilla vs. Mothra onward. For the 2014 American film, sound edit- editors Ethan Vanderin and Eric Adal refused to disclose the source of the sounds. He described the two syllables of the roar as representing two different emotional reactions, with the first expressing fury and the second conveying the character's soul. Uh, His size is inconsistent, changing from film to film, scene to scene, for sake of artistic license. The miniature sets and costumes were typically built at a 125th to 150th scale and filmed at 240 frames per second to create the illusion of great size. In the original film, he was 164 feet tall. This was done so Godzilla could just peer over the largest buildings in Tokyo at the time. In the 1956 American version, Godzilla is estimated to be 400 feet tall because producer Joe Levine felt that 50 meters did not sound powerful enough. As the series progressed, Toho would rescale the character, eventually making Godzilla as tall as 328 feet. This was done so that it would not be dwarfed by the newer, bigger buildings in Tokyo skyline, such as the 797-foot Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building which Godzilla destroyed in the film Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. Supplementary information, such as character profiles, would depict him as weighing between 20,000 and 60,000 metric tons. In the 2014 film, he was scaled to be 355 feet and weighed 90,000 short tons, making it the largest film version at the time. 
Director Gareth Edwards wanted Godzilla to be so big as to be seen from anywhere in the city, but not too big that he couldn't be obscured. For Shin Godzilla, Godzilla was made even taller than the legendary version at 389 feet. In Godzilla Planet of the Monsters, it was increased even further to 984 feet. In Godzilla King of the Monsters, in Godzilla vs. Kong, Godzilla's height was increased to 393 feet from the 2014 incarnation. Um, traditionally, he's been portrayed uh, by an actor wearing a latex costume that has also been rendered in animatronic stop motion and computer-generated form. Taking inspiration from King Kong, special effects artists had originally wanted him to be portrayed via stop motion, but prohibitive deadlines and a lack of experienced animators in Japan at the time made suitmation more practical. The first suit consisted of a body cavity made of thin wires and bamboo wrapped in chicken wire for support and covered in fabric and cushions, which were then coated in latex. The first suit was held together by small hooks on the back, though subsequent Godzilla suits incorporated a zipper. The weight was in, ex in excess of 220 pounds. Prior to 1984, most of those suits were made from scratch, thus resulting in slight design changes. The most notable changes, from 62 to 75, were the reduction of the number of toes and the removal of the external ears and prominent fangs, features which would all later be reincorporated in Godzilla designs from Return of Godzilla onward. The most consistent design was maintained from Godzilla vs. Biollante to Godzilla vs. Destoyora when the suit was given a cat-like face and double rows of teeth. Several actors had difficulties in performing as Godzilla due to the suit's weight, lack of ventilation, and diminished visibility. Uh, so the materials used to make the original suit were hard to find after World War II. The suit weighed 100 kilograms and required two men to help him put it on. When he first put it on, he sweated so heavily that his shirt was soaked within seconds. Kenpachiro Setsuma, in particular, who portrayed Godzilla from 1984 to 95, described how the suits he wore were even heavier and hotter than their predecessors because of the incorporation of animatronics. Setsuma himself suffered numerous medical issues during his tenure, including oxygen deprivation, near drowning, concussions, electric shocks, and lacerations, lacerations to the legs from the suit's steel wire reinforcements wearing through the rubber padding. The ventilation problem was partially, partially solved in the suit used in Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, was, which was the first to include an air duct that allowed suit actors to last longer during performances. In the return of Godzilla, some scenes made use of the 16-foot-high robotic Godzilla for use in close-up shots of the creature's head. The Cybot Godzilla consisted of a hydraulically powered mechanical endoskeleton covered in urethane skin containing 3,000 computer-operated parts, which permitted it to tilt its head and move its lips and arms. In 1998, special effects artist, uh, artist Patrick Tatopoulos was instructed to redesign it as an incredibly fast runner. At one point, it was planned to use motion capture from a human to create the movements of the computer-generated one, but it was said to have ended up looking too much like a man in a suit. 
Katopla subsequently reimagined the creature as a lean, uh, digitigrade bipedal iguana-like creature that stood with its back and tail parallel to the ground rendered by a CGI. Several scenes had the monster portrayed by stuntmen in suits. Those suits were similar to those used in the Toho films, with the actor's heads being located in the monster's neck and the facial movements controlled by animatronics. However, because of the creature's horizontal posture, the stuntmen had to wear metal leg extenders, which allowed them to stand two meters off the ground with their feet bent forward. The film's special effects crew also built a one-scale, or I'm sorry, one-sixth scale animatronic Godzilla for close-up scenes, whose size outmatched that of Stan Winston's T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Kurt Carley performed the suitmation sequences for the adult Godzilla. So to speed some of this up, in 2014, it was all CGI, and the design in the reboot was more of the original series, though the special effects team strove to make it more dynamic than a guy in a rubber suit. Um, They studied various animals, bears, kimono dragons, lizards, lions, and wolves, which helped the effects artist visualize his body structure, like the underlying bone, fat, and muscle, as well as thickness and texture of scales. Um, TJ Storm provided the performance of Godzilla motion capture in front of a green screen. He also did that in King of the Monsters. In Shin Godzilla, majority of the character was just portrayed by CGI, with Mansai Nomura portraying Godzilla through motion capture. Uh, Godzilla is one of the most recognizable symbols of Japanese popular culture worldwide and remains an important facet of Japanese films, embodying the kaiju subset of that genre. Um, Let's see. I'm going to move on. Uh, It's considered a filmographic metaphor to the United States as well as an allegory of nuclear weapons in general. Um, In the earlier films, portrayed Godzilla... Uh, as a frightening nuclear-spawned monster, represented the fears that many Japanese still held about the atomic bombings and the possibility of recurrence. As the series progressed, changing from a less destructive and more heroic character, Ghidorah was the turning point in Godzilla's transformation from villain to hero by pitting him against a greater threat to humanity, King Ghidorah. Um, Continue moving on. He's the original radioactive superhero, uh, predating Spider-Man, although Godzilla wasn't a hero until 64. But let's see, moving on. Uh, Fire the monster. Steven Spielberg cited Godzilla as an inspiration for Jurassic Park, uh, which he grew up watching. He described Godzilla as the most masterful of all the dinosaur movies because it made you believe it was really happening. Godzilla also influenced the Spielberg film Jaws. Godzilla has also been cited as an inspiration by filmmakers Martin Scorsese and Tim Burton. The main belt asteroid 101781 Gojira, discovered by American astronomer Roy Tucker at the Goodrick Pickett Observatory in 1999, was named in honor of the creature. The official naming citation was published by the Minor Planet Center, on 11 July 2018. Uh, Godzilla is a character that is the pride of Japan. 
Um, reporters noted that Shinko's uh, word has been flattered by Godzilla in three Toho movies. So there is an interesting, like companies apparently love when they get, when they're, notable named buildings get smashed in Godzilla movies. Um, apparently it's like a, a great honor, you know? Um, I think that's kind of funny in an ironic sense, given that when you watch the movies, everybody's running and screaming from this giant creature. Um, Black Cat has commented that the lady at the boob clinic yesterday had electric breath. What did she read? Fucking skunk trash? Breath's terrible. Mm. Ugh, scallops. Rotten scallop breath. But I, I, I've always liked the Godzilla movies for a number of reasons. Number one, just the creativity of the monsters. I mean, Godzilla is... A combination of all of the coolest dinosaurs, which again, when I was little, I loved dinosaurs. So he's a dinosaur that wasn't really a dinosaur. He's a combination of all the cool dinosaurs. But also grew to eventually like a lot of the other creative um, creatures. You know, there's a giant crab, tentacle monsters. He fought a monster made of pollution. He fought a robot Godzilla. Um, geez, uh, fights uh, sort of an Ultraman-looking guy in one in one movie. Um, battles all sorts of cool futuristic army vehicles uh, in some of the movies. And outside of all of the special effects work of again being a young boy and loving building things out of wooden blocks and then smashing them all down with some sort of toy or car or whatever the childlike glee of just smashing a bunch of shit in the fury of you can't stop me but also um as i got older and you watch those movies yeah the idea of the futility of a fighting something that is a force force of nature in several of the movies, it gets to the point where they're like, there's nothing we can do to stop him. It, either he's going to turn around, he's going to go back in the water, or like, we're just kind of fucked. Um, I like that idea that it is an allegory for nuclear devastation and the damage we've done to the planet and our own fellow humans through war. Um, in that one movie that I was talking about, All Out Attack, uh, he's basically the combined restless, angry spirits of the dead from nuclear Holocaust. Um, and even in the newest movie, uh, at the very, very end, there is a little bit of a slight Easter egg where that movie is mostly portrayed as just sort of being this prehistoric water monster. But then the very end when he's been sort of immobilized, there is a tracking shot that moves up and along a portion of his tail. And if you look closely in the keloid scarred sort of texture 
of his skin, you can start to see skeletal hands and skulls and teeth and bodies sort of implying that he is a combination of all of those dead and killed from nuclear, uh, you know, from nuclear disaster. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting character in that regard. I feel like there's a little bit more you can appreciate in some of the stories than just, it's just a monster killing, you know, smashing shit, you know, and, and, and I also appreciate that they never really get, they never really get gory or gruesome. You know, they, they never, they never go over the line into making them, I would say, I hesitate to say non-child appropriate, but they never, they never show like, you know, bloody violence of people getting, you know, ripped apart or anything like that. Um, Ice Queen stopping by and says, oh my God, what the fuck accent is that? Oh my God, I hate ad breaks. Hey, Cigar. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do an Australian accent. It's so bad. I, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> there, uh, there's a statue that's supposed to be people size and it has hands and the tail. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, the, the ending shot is pretty, is pretty chilling. It's pretty cool. Um, I I think it's pretty it's pretty cool. They they I think did a great job with that as sort of a reboot in talking about again um experimentation with n- nuclear power that there was a scientist that hated it so much that a lot of his research he basically was going to throw away. Um and it, it's just cool. It, it to me it it it's got more story and substance to it than something just like yeah, I don't know, slasher guy on the loose. Um, you know, and in, in some of the other movies, the recurring themes of hope and allies against greater things. Well, you know, yeah, he's a creature, but like if we had left him alone, this wouldn't have happened. And like he's at least willing to tolerate us and that sort of stuff. So I mean a wide range of stories and attitudes and a lot of them you know, some of the Mecha Godzilla ones, you know, again, with the idea of trying to create something man-made to fight something in nature that we don't like and that turning out worse than the original. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff, you know. Cigar. Hello, my love. How are you? You know what? Not bad. A little sinusy, snotty, a little achy and weird today because it's cold and uh, wet. So not necessarily my favoriteist of weather, but otherwise doing fine. How about yourself? How goes things uh, down there in the land of Fosters? No, <laughs> I was gonna say the land of sunshine, but it's not sunny there all the time. How is Pippin and Baron Fosters? What the fuck? Fastas. I know people don't like it. So offended. She's so offended. The land of massive FU spiders. That's a big ass spiders down there. Ice Queen, have you ever eaten a spider? A spider? A spoider? (laughs) 
We should finally get some sun down there in Australia. Mm. Probably by accident. It's like a theory that's like, there's, you know, one guy who's just like chomping down on all the spiders and he's throwing off the average, you know. Um, I don't know if I've ever eaten a spider on purpose. I probably did. Uh, though I like fuzzy spiders, but fuck those camel spiders. What about a nice big huntsman? Nice big huntsman spider. Oh, you're very sick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no um what what's your um what's what's going on i hope you feel better soon i really do I mean that huntsmen are so big they have health bars <laughs> you're hitting with a shoe and a health bar it's showing damage numbers are floating up and as you're hitting it it's <laughs> Oh, you didn't get it low enough and escaped. <laughs> you just, Reverend Master, you're just sitting there and just a health bar shows up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ice Queen has a cold. Is negative for COVID, but genuinely thought it was COVID. Well, I'm glad it is not the Rona. Um, get lots of salty soup. Drink lots of fluids. And rest. And I hope you feel better soon. Being sick is fucking shit. Hate it. Be like, can I tame it? Why not throw a Pokeball and try to capture it? And then if you ever get, like, pulled over and the police are like, uh, do you know why I pulled you over? You could just, like, throw the Pokeball and then this giant fucking spider comes out. He's like, ah! If a supply of bubble tea and snacks... And Vegemite shape. I gotta get some more Vegemite shapes. Mm. Vegemite shapes might be the best cracker. I I say that in all due reference to the Ritz cracker. I know there's a lot of other good crackers out there, but those Vegemite shapes, man, you guys got something special down there in Australia. <laughs> those those crackers are fucking amazing. I started getting to the point where I was just grabbing handfuls of them and just eating them. You also love the, you love the idea of rangers that tame their companions, like a spot, like a spot, like a riding. Imagine having a riding spider. If you if there were spiders that were big enough, where you could put a saddle on them and ride them, think about that. You could go up the side of buildings. Some of them you could even go on water. That would be like the ultimate. Fuck a horse. Okay, you a horse. Take a fucking spider. Like a spoida. <laughs> you do need to try Vegemite at least once. Delicious. Vegemite is so fucking good. Ve Vegemite on bread with some butter and a little bit of the peanut butter. Mm. That's when I was uh, eating my shit sandwiches. Ritz crackers. With a little bit of butter and peanut butter and then Vegemite. And yeah, it looks like poop. But it tastes fucking delicious. Delicious. And on that note, we're going to end the show. Um, I'm debating whether I should end it with another replay of the Godzilla theme. But I think you guys already heard that enough. So I probably should not.
and it might scare it might scare the animals. Australia is close to Japan. They might hear it and get alarmed and think that there's an attack. So maybe we'll just be quiet. Maybe you'd rather have some night night voice. It's much better when Ice Queen does it. You seriously need to start reading bedtime storybooks on stream or some sort of thing. You'd fucking you'd make millions, millions. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like this Godzilla background. I think I might keep that for a little while. That's pretty good. Cause I was getting a little tired of the Friday the Thirteenth, uh, you know, house porch thing. Kind of digging it. It looks like he's just hanging out with me. Like he's my buddy. Pat, pat, pat. <clears throat> I mean, what do you think, Reverend Master, what do you think the, the ranger level is to succeed on an animal friendship check with Godzilla? That's got to be huge. But if you, if you could snag that one, you'd be like, game over. Unless it's, it's like the Tarasque. And I feel like the Tarasque is kind of like, Godzilla rip off a little bit, but anyway. But you didn't know I was familiar with that, did you? Uh, so that's going to do it as we say at the end of all of our episodes. Stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. And we will see you again soon. Uh, this is the last episode of the week, so have yourself a great weekend. Make sure you get yourself some rest, whether you're feeling good or not. And I hope you all stay in good health. And have yourselves a good time. Good night. So let's go ahead and raid on over to one of our lovely friends. Let's see who's around right now. And what they're playing. Let's see. Well, it looks like we've got a little bit of a variety of some folks. But we have somebody who's playing a little bit of an old retro game that is super cool called Xanak. Uh, no, not Xanax. Xanak, uh, which is sort of a rare old school Nintendo title. So we're going to go say hello to him. And we will talk to all of the rest of you sometime soon. Okay? Love you. Good night.